What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We have a special guest here, Eric Cleveland, fresh-faced young man. I don't know, I've got... Is it you're fresh still, or? You're still fresh. <laughs> like, you're, when it comes to Shane and fresh faces, you're fresh as they you're, come. You're as fresh as they come. <laughs> you, there's not a whole lot of wrinkles on that face yet. <laughs> you know, We're going to try to put some wrinkles on there today, which is, is going to happen maybe by spreading a little wisdom. But he might put a few wrinkles on our face. Yes, he might. By spreading some wisdom. Woke up this morning, and uh, one of the first things that I do if it's not already made, sometimes Courtney, my wife, gets up and makes makes a coffee before me. So I get up, get my scoops in the coffee, put some water in it, and hit the button. Make coffee. And it beeps at me. And basically, this coffee machine says, I don't want to make you coffee this morning. <laughs> I want to be cleaned first. <laughs> well, I don't know how to do that. You don't know how to clean the coffee maker? I don't. Ours, I don't. And so, so this is unusual. I don't drink Dr. Peppers, but I needed something to get going this morning. Well, what's another thing that's unusual is our guest manages coffee shops. Oh. I do. Did you what? know that? No. No, yeah, that's what I do. That's this is awesome. You, okay. You could have called him, and well, he could have probably given you a quick rundown he, on how to clean he it. Probably. <laughs> he, he probably. I mean, he probably would have just said, hey, man, you should probably just Google that. <laughs> he might have just said, Come by the come by the coffee shop. I'll hook you up with some coffee. Man, somebody asked me a question the other day on the internet, on one of our videos or something somewhere on Facebook. I can't remember, but I was like, "Oh, that's a good question. Google it." Like, <laughs> 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 anyways, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Eric <laughs> Cleveland, welcome to the show, man. Yes, Glad to have you. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. All right, tell us all you know. <laughs> See. In the beginning, God created the heavens. And the <laughs> if you don't know anything, and if you, you know that that is true, then then you then you know more than most. That's right. That's right. We're starting off from the beginning. This is good. No, you, uh, so you had mentioned something that. Uh, well, let's get to know Eric first. I think that's a great idea. So Eric, Eric is uh, a member of Moberly. Uh, Shane and I are both members of Moberly uh, Baptist Church here in, in East Texas and Longview, Texas. Uh, and Shane and I have had the, um, we've had the excitement and the, uh, gotten to enjoy being a part of the college and young adults ministry. And so, yeah. uh, that's where we've gotten to know Eric and a lot of other really cool people. And, um, you know, Eric, um, Super energetic guy, loves the Lord. It oozes out of him, and um, and that's one of the really big reasons that we wanted to have him on the podcast. Just because we've never had a young person um, really come on and and talk about their faith and uh, and just how uh, the Lord's impacted their life. And so we thought Eric would be the perfect person to do that, um, you know. And and so that's that's about the extent of our knowing Eric, uh, we're excited about getting to know him, yeah. you know, some more right here on the podcast, but, um, you mentioned, you mentioned young person. Yeah. I'll open this up in prayer. You yeah. mentioned young person, Eric, how old are you? I am 19. Wow. Okay. 
That's what I said. Yeah. He <laughs> just told me that he was 19. Eric, and that's less than half my age. It, it, it is. It is exactly half I'm, of my I'm age. I'm almost 20. So okay, like okay. a week from today. Okay. Okay. So you'll, you'll eclipse that half my age. I mean, not that Eric looks like super old or anything, but we, we've kind of got a couple separate groups in our college, college ministry. Um, we've got kids that are in the college class, like are actually in college right now. And then we've got kids, uh, I say kids, they're young adults. Um, they're, we've got young adults that are um, not necessarily in college. And so typically they split up between the college kids and the young adults, uh, college adults, college young adults. I keep saying kids because yeah. y'all are well. kids, you know, uh, to us, yeah. um, even though I don't feel like we're adults. So how does that work? How do, yeah. <laughs> no, you that's just, a weird thing. I keep having different back pains every day, and I'm thinking I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had back pains too when I was 19. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the old, it's like the old timers. It's like if we were sitting here with a 60 year old, you know, like, I don't know, sitting out at a soccer game and, a, you know, I'm talking to a grandparent and I'm like, I had a hard time getting out of bed this morning. Like, wait till you get 60. <laughs> you know, I think you just get used to it. You, you know? get used to the new normal of a different level of that's, pain. That's right. I mean, it, things just start to hurt. I'm going to open us up in prayer and then we're going to, we'll get into it. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, help. Let us honor you in all that we do. Um, God, let us lead others to people. Uh, through our lives into this platform. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll give us the words to say and uh, just uh, guide us through this this show. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Eric, welcome. What's on your heart recently, man? Uh, so one of the things that uh, I've been going through the New Testament, told you guys a little bit earlier, that's uh, going through the New Testament in a year. In a year. So a chapter a day, okay. five days a week. And I went started to go through Matthew uh, the other day. And... Matthew 1 is there, and that's kind of like, I feel like, the most overlooked passage or uh, chapter in the Bible, just because it's the genealogy of Jesus, and like, what's the point of that? And mm-hmm. I, so I, I did some studying into that, and I, uh, uh, what's just the one thing that all those people before Jesus have in common? Well, unlike... That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, unlike uh, Jesus, they were all sinners, and um, and they were all broken people, just like the three of us. I mean, that's the, to me, that's the main thing. Yeah, that I can think of that they all have in common. If you're talking about Matthew one, Matthew one is the beginning of the New Testament, which is where Jesus comes in. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Jesus. It's my thought. Matt too. So yeah, kind of what Obi Obi kind of get that on. Obi kind of hit that on the on the head there, but uh, they're all broken sinners. So you're saying my answer is wrong? Yeah, you're incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dang. It's a B minus. Shoot your shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Obi and I had the same wavelength okay. there, but yeah. just that uh, we're all broken sinners, and Jesus is or God is able to use imperfect, broken people to uh, promote or continue and follow through with His perfect plan. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. How Wait, far have you gotten into it? So I've been going through. There's been a, uh, a a plan that I've been going through, and I am about. I'm a little behind. Um, I started in like March this year, uh, and I'm like I think week thirty four is what I'm on in the reading plan. Cool, cool. And so the the 
book I'm going through now is Titus, but I just like wanted to go back to Matthew because I had kind of just thought about that the other day. Gotcha. Well, um, it's interesting that you're you're kind of talking about your uh, your plan, your reading plan on on your Bible on 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 how you're working your way through the Bible. One of the the book the book that I am uh, knee deep in right now is called Spiritual Disciplines, uh, St- Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Uh, it's a guy named Donald Whitney, and um, it w- I was recommended. I was actually recommended this book by our, our new pastor. Oh, and um, so I was looking for a book um, that would. I'm always looking for. I would say that most of the books that I try and read are books that are going to promote my spiritual growth, you know, and, and just, um, pull me closer to a a relationship with Jesus and anything that can promote that and get me more like filtered through Jesus and my entire, everything that I do in my life. I I really want to seek those books out. And I was telling the power pastor that, and he was like, you need to read this book. And, um, what was the name of that again? It's I've called been. Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Okay. And um, so the very, you know, it, it talks about, you know, the first chapter just really hits on, um, you know, our journey to being a Christian, what being a Christian looks like, what that entails. Essentially, you know, what this Donald Whitney, you know, inter- how he interprets the Bible to read what we are as Christians and how we're to, um, you know, carry our Christian or walk in our Christian life. And then he goes into right after that first chapter, what the spiritual disciplines that he feels are the most important things that we should discipline ourselves to do in order to continue to be sharpened. And um, and to just really be molded into God's image and, and, and to promote our godliness, which is our ultimate goal as, as Christians, is to be more godly, be more like Jesus. And the very first spiritual discipline is Bible intake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think about, you know, you having a plan for working your way through the Bible um, and how important it is to have a plan. And because if you don't have a plan and it, it's just not going to happen. And, and that's one of the things that Donald Whitney talks about is how di- different strategies, different types of plans that you can practically kind of put into your life to help you to stay disciplined in that discipline. Yeah, that that's good. That's good. Um, so you've got obviously a plan. Um, it, it's, uh, did you pull it from, you know, where did you, where did you, how did you decide on that particular plan? So, uh, Will Hagel, our, uh, junior high pastor, actually, he has a Bible that he will give, uh, I don't know if it's new believers or if he just gives them to kind of people that are reading through the Bible, but he gave one to me and one of the high schoolers and he was just like, Hey, you guys should read through this together. And so I was like, that's a great idea. So we started that in March. And now we've kind of both both been reading through the New Testament together, and that's just kind of been the plan from there. Cool, cool. That's awesome. So I also remember our pastor, A Bear. What's up, man? I appreciate you watching, by the way. <laughs> and we have uh, he 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 mentioned the other day, um, like how hard it is for him to plan a schedule during church. Just I I think just as a precursor to 
like honestly like don't invite me to do everything like give me some time to acclimate with their family and we saw him after church the other day and i was like hey man i got monday night planned for you already uh we're having we're having a bible study tuesday night is family family game night wednesday night is dinner to the church but then we go back to our house and he's like all right cool man but anyways, he mentioned, <laughs> I'll be there all three nights. Yeah. Yeah. He mentioned, uh, reading through the Bible, um, in probably his first or second sermon at the church, the chapter a day or reading through the new Testament chapter a day. And I thought like, if you, if you, in anything, well, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite at a time in anything that we do. If you can break it out into day-to-day sections, then it seems more, it's a lot more consumable. But if we think like, hey, I'm going to read the Bible in a year, I'm going to read the New Testament in a year, and that's the only thought that goes through our head, then it just seems overwhelming. So when did this journey start for for you? How long have you been working on this? It's since, yeah, March has been. March. <coughs> you already said that, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Sean's here in spirit. You didn't get your you didn't get your coffee. Yeah. The brain. Yeah, so since March. Okay. And has the most impactful thing been Matthew for you? Or what are some like if we don't consume it, we miss a lot of stuff. So so what are some just some high points of some things that, that were like aha moments for you? Or like, oh, I never knew that. That's really awesome. Uh Two of them that I can just remember immediately off the top of my head are uh, Romans 14, where it talks about how every person has their own conviction, and if you go, if you do what your conviction tells you not to do, you're sinning. Just mm-hmm. like I could, for some reason, have a conviction not to sit in the chair in front of us, and if I do it, I'm a sin. But for you know you, Shane, it might not, it wouldn't be a sin because you don't have that conviction. That's it. That okay. That's you good. Know, that is really good. That's that's good. Um, I mean, there's so many different fa- like facets of our lives where we could look at look at that and think that that's a sin for everyone. Um, but that's not true, man. You know? <laughs> the Lord gives us our own convictions based on the urging of the Holy Spirit, and. That it, it that's really good. Like it just confirms that we're all not supposed to. Obviously, we're all there's this one path for us, right? There's this one path that we're supposed to be walking towards Jesus and leading other people to Jesus. That's the major. The minors are sitting in that chair. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Now, if we weren't very um, yeah, you could use that knowledge for bad. Yes, that's what I'm gonna say. I could. I could know that that was a sin for him, but he might not know that that wasn't a sin for me, and he may be like, "You're not supposed to sit in that chair, Shane." Or, or and I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with sitting in that chair?" Or I'm I'm convicted to not have an affair on my wife, right? And you're not convicted about having an affair on your wife, so you're because you're not convicted about it, it's not a sin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But obviously yeah. we know that's wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just I was I was using it to the extreme level. Yeah. That's there, where some discernment comes in. A sin is a sin is a sin. Yeah. Uh whether you're convicted about it or not. Uh however, there are certain things that obviously we're convicted about um not doing or doing that vice versa if we don't do it or we do it um it, it's it's a sin in God's eyes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it could be consuming alcohol. Um, it could be, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that. Um, I, I want to hit on something real quick, just kind of back to the Bible intake and your path on, on going through, um, you know, the Bible and, and how important it is. And, I'm, 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 again, I'm knee deep in, in literally the section of the book. You know, if there's, let's just say that there's 20 chapters and let's just say that there's 12 spiritual disciplines, like four or five of these chapters are dedicated to Bible intake. So that tells me that Donald Whitney feels like Bible intake is maybe the most important discipline in the Christian life. Okay. And, and he gives some examples. He talks about how, you know, in, I want to say it's like in, um, maybe acts, um, or maybe it's in Timothy and, and in Timothy, Paul is writing, uh, to Timothy to tell him, uh, he's talking, he's in jail, Paul's in jail and he's, writing to Timothy because he knows that Timothy's coming to see him. And he tells Timothy, he's like, hey, Timothy, make sure that you bring my cloak, you know, my because I'm cold, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure that you bring my scrolls, my uh, parchments, and, you know, all of my notes, uh, which are basically are his Bible. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the author points out that this is a guy that has seen Jesus. He has seen miracles. He has been persecuted. He's, he's like, literally, he has seen it, all of these amazing and wonderful and just astonishing things in his life. And the only thing that he's asking for whenever he's sitting in jail is for him to bring him his Bible. He's like, you know, and he's like, that right there is just telling you that Paul thinks and believes that his spiritual, like, livelihood is in that book. You know, like, he's got to continue to read that, study it, and to, uh, and another analogy he used is like, you know, you're going through life on this boat, just, you know, just imagine that you're going through life and you're going across this crystal clear lake in this boat. He was like, um, the difference between reading the Bible and not reading the Bible, he said, is if you're reading the Bible and you're really getting into the word and studying it, he's like, it's like the boat has a glass floor. Mm. He was like, so imagine going across the lake in a boat without a glass floor and then imagine going across the lake in a boat with the glass floor and how much more you can see yeah. of your life and of the lake and yeah. you know in the glass floor he's like that's that he's like having a having a daily disciplined bible intake opens your eyes to the depths of our lives and our christian walk that we could never see otherwise if we're not in that bible um I, super interesting. I like that word depth. The depths of our lives. You we can stay on the surface as a Christian. We can stay there. But things change. Real stuff happens when we get deep. Yeah. 
hey, we can talk about some more of that in the next episode. Appreciate you guys being here and joining us. Uh, if you would hit those buttons at the bottom, like, share, subscribe. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Ding that bell if you want to get a notification every time a new podcast comes out. If you're on Apple, I, I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but um, if you're on Apple, leave us a review if you don't mind. It takes just 10, 15 seconds. Uh, that'll definitely help, help the show uh, get pushed out more. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.